high performance life, helping you to perform at peak levels in every area of your life. Here's your host, Chris Sperling. Hey, this is Chris Sperlick with High Performance Life. Welcome back to our podcast. This is one that we uh, have started back again after Christmas. We took a little bit of a break. Uh, Aaron's here with me and behind the scenes and doing all the technical aspects of it. So welcome back. Today, we've got a really neat podcast. We're going to be talking with Dave Kempfert, who is the Director of Physical Therapy at the Bone and Joint Institute in Franklin, Tennessee. Dave has 17 years of experience as being a physical therapist, 11 years being a clinic director, and of course he's been here one year with the Bone and Joint Institute. And his focus is, is sports medicine, outpatient orthopedics. Dave, welcome. Morning. Thank good you for having to, me. Good to, good to see you again. You too. Yeah. How was your holidays? It was good. It was really good. You can't. I got a fourteen-year-old and a nine-year-old. You can't have bad holidays. Well, man. that's you true. You know that nine-year-old. She keeps that magic going. So that's right. It's well, fun. And two. All we need is a little snow here, and we'll be good. Right. That's right. Yeah. yeah. An old Montana guy. I, I'm struggling with all this <laughs> rain and cloudiness, and not getting anything white here. I hear you, Dave. What we're going to do today is you're going to be talking about just the risk of overtraining and sports specialization in regard to youth injuries, and I think this is one that's near and dear to our heart, my heart, Absolutely. because we've talked about this. Yep. As being a personal trainer for years, I tried to do the, the right thing and slow everything down in terms mm-hmm. of weightlifting. More is not better. Less is more in my theory, in my category. But I want to hear what you have to say and bring some education to us because you see these injuries day in and day out from these athletes. Yeah. And so give us your overall view of, of how, and even sports specific if you want to, in terms of just those injuries. Yeah. And like you and I have talked about in the past, I mean, I'm, I'm a huge fan of sports. Okay. Not only because it's fun, you know, not only because, you know, I was lucky enough to, to play for a while and, and, and those type of things, but the social aspect, the ability to learn how to get the most out of yourself, the camaraderie and the teamwork, all these great aspects that we get out of sports, besides just the, the, the competition and, and, and those type of things that we all enjoy watching. But as this has grown and, and this sports culture grows, um, and continues to grow. We are seeing that up to 35 to 40 million youth from the age of 6 to 18 are estimated to be in some form of athletic activities. Wow. Not necessarily competitive, but some right. form of athletic activities. It's a lot of kids. <clears throat> Unfortunately, along with that, we have seen uh, a big increase in youth sports injuries, uh, almost to the point of becoming an epidemic now, and, and some would absolutely say it's an epidemic. Wow. It's really, really hard because we want to, we want to encourage our kids who are the athletic kids or, or types and enjoy that type of thing to be involved in athletic activities not only for their general health but for the social aspect the competitive aspect and of course there's there's benefits if you're if you're one of those lucky few that get a chance to to play a little longer than most and just so our audience knows you you had that opportunity you played at the university of montana i did all american and then you went on to the nfl and played for three different nfl teams correct and so you know i was there and i grew up in a small town never thought that was going to be an opportunity for me and was you know was blessed with a lot of luck Mm -hmm. and a lot of great coaches and mom and dad guess gave me enough ability to to stretch that career out a little longer so again, it, it's one of those things that I have that perspective also, hopefully to, to give my patients and, and my own family, my own kids, that perspective of what's a healthy outlook on, on a sports career at the age of nine or at the age of 14 yeah, and exactly. what's the reality of sport. Yeah. And so it is hard for me nowadays to, you know, I, I go, I, I joke with my wife and I went to like my kid's first football practice ever. And I didn't let him start contact football until sixth grade. And I came home from his first practice and I said, man, our team's going to be awesome this year. And she's like, well, how do you know already? Why do you know? I said, because every dad on the fence talking 
ran a four four back in high school. <laughs> you know, which of course is not true. But but that was kind of my joke was like, you know, and we all we all got better as we get older, right? Yeah. We all we all inflate our careers and how yeah. good we were. And and that's the thing is is you know sometimes it's really easy to get defensive when we talk about trying to protect our kids from athletics because people don't have bad things in mind for their children. Right. They just kind of don't know. Right. And so sometimes what we're doing is, and, and I've been guilty of it at times too, of we're, we're trying to give our kids every opportunity. And if there are kids that peak early, boy, if this is going to be their time to peak, we want to feed that. We want to encourage that. Cause yep. they might not be, they might be a great basketball player in middle school. And guess what? They're stuck at five foot four. Well, they're not going to the NBA. Right. You know, so we right. want them to peak at the times it's, it's time for them to peak. but we got to be healthy about how we look at it. We got to be realistic about what, what should they be getting out of sport at different ages? Right. And that's going to vary between parent and it's going to vary between, you yeah. know, therapists. Yeah. Um, and, and so that's kind of the tough part. And that's why there's always so many dang opinions on these type of topics. Right. But we do know this, that in general, um, the number one risk factor for youth sports injuries is playing year round sports. Oh, and okay. unfortunately we're seeing that more and more now because there is more sports specialization there are people saying like gosh my kid loves basketball they're good at it they, they're, they're better than most or i want them to be better than most or right. they want to be better than most and so they really start focusing on one sport and what we're finding out is that's actually detrimental to their health and not in every kid again yeah. there's there's no study that says boy you have an 80 percent chance of injury if you play basketball year-round or something like that but we do know your your chances of injury increase anytime you don't take breaks okay so actually what you're saying is just the the volume of, at what it's coming at mm-hmm. you know just the basketball season we typically think that thing starts uh, you know the season starts around maybe late october mm-hmm. goes into january but now what we're seeing what i hear you saying is because of all the the leagues you know whether that's aau or what whatever that looks like they're playing year round absolutely and, and they don't have time to really take a break Yep. And, and everybody has different, there's different coaches too. I mean, some coaches have your kid's best interest at heart, but a lot of them out there are like, Hey, I want to build the best teams and I want to help your kid get that scholarship. So again, it's not that people are necessarily looking at things from just a completely selfish standpoint. They right. may very well want your child to succeed and want them to have every opportunity, but potentially you're putting them at risk. And, and so, you know, the, the kind of the, one of the foremost uh, experts on this is Dr. James Andrews out of the Andrews uh, Sports Medicine Institute out of Birmingham, Alabama. Yes. And he has said that he has seen over the last 20 years, he's seen a four to seven times increase in youth sports injuries. Wow. Um, and so that's a big, big thing. That's yes. a big change. So the, what we're really saying is, as, as we've seen kids participate more, we're actually seeing some kids that are potentially not only just hurting themselves in the short term, but potentially in the long term. Because some of those injuries that they suffer now, which we can get into, is are, are potentially life-changing things. Absolutely. Not necessarily immediately, but maybe right. down the road. And so maybe it's, you know, they start off at small injuries, all of a sudden you get one big one. They have an increased risk of arthritis when they're older, or it could be that they just have an injury that they don't recover from and mm-hmm. you know and they end up shortening their high school career or not being able to play in college or being a college athlete and not being able to to go to the next level because of the injuries they suffered and and so what you really look at is how do we how do we decrease that risk for kids yeah to make sure that if a kid does have the talent does have the passion does have the you know money's a big part of this sure um, sure absolutely. you know and, and and all these things and, and your ability to provide things for your kids and all those things come into play. So how do we how do we increase longevity for kids who have the ability um, and the finances and everything to, to to play as long as they want to? The interesting thing, and, and you'll you'll probably agree with me on this. So when I was a kid, you know, we used, you know a lot of the athletes we would play football, and then somebody would wrestle after football, and then right. they'd take a break, and then yep. maybe they do a little spring track or they did a little off season basketball, but we just played more. Yeah, you know, and and yeah. I, and I don't think it's just 
me who says this, but I look outside and I don't see kids play as more as right. much as they used to. But I do see a lot of kids in leagues and a lot of kids in and you know they're they're getting home late at night and we're eating more fast food than we probably should and those type of things because yeah. gosh we're just gone and we're busier all the time and so I think at a young age it's really important just to 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 foster your child's love for play yeah because in the long run that's the big thing is right. it, it has the potential to lead to an increased you know healthy lifestyle they're gonna, you, they're going to get a lot out of play in, in sports so. yeah and I wanted to ask this question <clears throat> uh, you know do because I I think we all have that. Uh, Talent as a dad or a mother, we want to see our kids strive and, mm-hmm. and do well at whatever. That uh, could be academics, it could be sports, it could be anything. But when you get into those leagues, the competition gets stiff. Absolutely. You're, you're going to start seeing kids that are outperforming one another. You can see the, the ones who kind of stand out. And, and then that's when you really kind of have to step aside and go, is this really what I, you know, is, is my kid going to uh, thrive in this or mm-hmm. is, is he going to get defeated at this mm-hmm. and just quit? even though he might have a love for the game. And to your point, how do you keep that real and keep it in the forefront of their head and go, no, it's, it's, it's okay. Yeah. We're, we're going to have fun with this, but yet the competition will rear its head and you've got to step up. Yep. And that's probably when you see some people who uh, play injured. Yep, I've seen it too where you've seen uh, athletes, younger athletes, they, they play when they're injured, they won't say a word. Mm-hmm. Even, even, even NFL players. Yep, I've seen that in that arena too, where they just because it's it's money on the line. Yep, and so. that, and that's where as as a physical therapist, as a parent, as a coach, we we have to be advocates for our children because they don't know, right? They don't understand, right? And you've all seen kids that they'll get a scratch and boy, they're out for the game, and you've seen other kids that have a severe injury and, and they just got that eye of the tiger and they're not going to stop. And right, and so you know, there's again, there's a lot of factors that come into this, but we have to increase our knowledge not only as coaches, as parents, as as therapists, doctors. And, and always be striving to do right by our kids. One of the first things it starts with is overtraining. What we talk about with overtraining is, is not necessarily just one sport necessarily, but overtraining throughout the year can lead to increased stress on young bodies that haven't fully skeletally matured yet. They don't have their great strength. They don't have great neuromuscular control or, or balance. And so a lot of times, you know, we'll see runners and, and it's a great example, but people are like, my goodness, if they like to run and they can run like a deer, Boy, they should. They, I mean, there's no problem with running every day. Well, there there is because yeah. you have growth plates at the end of your bones that haven't fully matured. Right. And so a lot of times you'll get stress injuries in young kids, and then and, and sometimes you know having a kid take some days off may be a little bit detrimental to what they want to do or what you think they should be doing to 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 compete at that high level. But also, how devastating can an injury be when all of a sudden you're like, hey, guess what? You're six months in a boot. Right. You know, and now yeah. you talk about falling behind. Yep. You know, and so you have to weigh those things and you have to give children time to rest. The other example, you know, we'll see is is uh, with overhand throwers, pitchers, baseball players, those type mm-hmm. of things. And, and this is a big one that Dr. Andrews, who I referenced earlier, uh, has talked about is is just the amount of growth plate injuries at elbows and UCL tears. So there's a there's a ligament on the inside of your elbow mm-hmm. um, that's analogous to your MCL of your knee. And it, and it helps stabilize the inside of your elbow joint. Well, some of these kids, you know, they're they're throwing way more than they should. They're throwing way harder than they should. They're throwing year round. I mean, I had an example of a kid came in one time and he had an elbow injury. And I said, well, how many months a year do you take off from throwing? He was 12. And he looked at his dad with just like, what's he talking about? Yeah. And the dad looked at me like, what are you talking about? Yeah. You know? And I said, no, like, like how many, like months, how many months are you not throwing a year? And they're like, well, why would we take a break? Like when he gets done with baseball, he's the, he's the football quarterback. And as soon as football is over, well, actually during football, we're actually doing some baseball throwing on the Holy weekends. Cow. And then when baseball or football is over, he goes to spring ball 
And then in the summer, he goes and works with a pitching coach for two months. And I mean, they had no time off at 12 years old. It's year round sport, which the kid loved it. He was happy. He was, you know, he had an encouraging father. I don't think the father meant to right. potentially set his kid up for injury or things like that. But when you look at that, you're like, man, 12 years old, and we have him training harder than professional pitchers when we look at right. timeline. Even yeah. professional guys that have full rehab, great trainers, great docs, understand their bodies, skeletally mature, great strength in their core, their legs, their upper body, take more time off than that 12-year-old was taking. Wow, you know? that's incredible. That's... And, 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 so we, and we wonder why this epidemic has started, and it's just a lack of knowledge of what our bodies need sometimes. Well, it's interesting to me that, you know, again, uh, we look outside the box and, and what it, why is it that they're doing what they do? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and you had referenced it too. You know, there's scholarships on the line. A lot of, you know, that comes into play. I hear that over and over and over again. Yep. They want to take it to the next level. I know for me, uh, you know, my son, you know, was a swimmer. And he, I mean, by, by senior year, he was, he was actually fatigued. He was burned out. They were swimming seven days a week, sometimes two times a day, yeah. and that was year round. I never knew swimming was a year round sport, but it is. And yep. he just he just got to a point where he was just absolutely fatigued. He just couldn't take it anymore. But yeah. uh, you know, you can you can take it either which way. But I I really had to pull back as a father and and you know trying to train him and get him up to speed. But it, it just it fatigued him so bad, and yep. it started affecting his just his daily walk. Yep. with everything school he couldn't concentrate he was just he, he i mean he could come home and just pass out just go to sleep yep how would you recommend or what would you recommend to our listeners our parents even the, the kids may be listening to this you know in terms of do you do you tell them to cut it back a little bit mm-hmm. uh, you know just maybe do one sport you know one season and take a break or i, I mean what what does that you know regimen look like I think, you know, I look at it from the perspective of a physical therapist and a father. Yes. So I know for me, like when it came for my son, when he, you know, all his buddies were playing contact football. Okay. And I'm just going to use football as an example because that's what's going on in my house. I have a daughter who dances. And so, you know, I, I can use her as an example too. But I know that my, my daughter with dance, she's very, very flexible for her age, mm-hmm. but she's nine. <laughs> she doesn't have great core strength yet. Okay. So here, here I got a child who I know is very flexible. She can do the moves. Sure. But what kind of stress is that going to put on her body when she doesn't have the strength yet? Mm. So we limited, you know, when she does dance, she isn't one of those kids who goes and does all the group dances and then does a bunch of solos on top of it and is in dance nine, 10 hours a week. You know what I mean? Right. So for me, it's like, hey, let her develop her skills. Let's keep her days down during the week. Let's not put her in a bunch of solo stuff. Let her let her foster the teamwork Mm -hmm. and the camaraderie with the other girls on the team. Let her grow her love for dance. Let her maybe start to do a solo here and there, you know, where she's got an extra, an extra dance to do during competitions. But let's not have her traveling around the, the country at nine years old wearing <laughs> herself out. And she might love it now. Right. But I'm also looking at saying, like, what's probably best for her? And in the long run, if she ends up loving dance, what's how am I going to set her up best? Right. And it changes for every kid. Right. You know, my son's a totally different animal now. My son's a big kid. He's, he's you know, five ten and a half. He wears men's 14 shoes. He and, takes after his dad. <laughs> a little bit, a little bit. He could take after my brother. My brother was a big boy in the family. But I looked at him, and, and, and he was bigger than a lot of kids at yeah. his age, and he wanted to play football. But I looked at him and said, man, he's not my most aggressive child at that age. He wasn't, you know? Right. And he wasn't really ready to kind of put into that kind of work yet. Um, loved football, wanted to play it, had played baseball before, had done – he did hip-hop dance. 
you know, and so we yeah. tried to keep him active and doing sure. different types of things during the year, but nothing lasted longer than a couple months, yeah. you know, except for dance, but that was a lot less frequency during the week. And so then he gets to, he gets to, you know, sixth grade and I'm like, okay, now he's a little aggressive, you know, he's gotten stronger. Mm -hmm. He's shown me he wants to work out. He's doing push-ups. He's doing sit-ups. So everything. I'm like, okay, now we're going to give it a shot. Now we all know the first time you take a big hit that might change everything, but, <laughs> but he did well and he hung in there and I'm like, okay, he's, he's still showing a love for the sport. Right. Physically he's holding up. Right. You know, we have him take breaks, you know, sometimes the coaches are like, Hey, well, they're going to start football right after the end of the season and all this stuff. I'm like, no, my child, he can take a vacation. Yeah. He can take a break. Yeah. He needs to work on his, his studies a little bit, so he might miss an off-season, you know, workout or something like that. You know, right. we don't miss team events and things, but but knowing your child and, and, and kind of protecting them sometimes from even themselves right. or for your ambition for them is hard. Yeah. But that's something we need to be aware of. It, it I, I do see that. You know, I, I probably I'm, I'm throwing myself under the bus, but sometimes I, I see fathers that want to live out their dreams through their mm – -hmm. Their, their children uh you know and i i get that but i've had to pull back too and go no this is this is you know it's their life it's, it's their life yep. yeah you know i think there's some of the common things we'll hear too is boy you know i really don't want them to, my child to miss a day i don't want them getting behind okay and so uh, you know i do it personally you know and everybody's got different opinions on this and i'm just going to tell you my my personal opinion is is i'll tell my son all the time i'm like listen dad was never great in, in middle school at football and dad was never supposed to be the guy in high school that was the best off. I was an offensive lineman, wasn't the best offensive lineman. Even in college, there was supposed to be somebody else. But I worked hard, I loved the game, and I kept going. And so we have to remember, too, that as good as our kids are at a certain age, I've never seen, or very rare do you ever see a kid who's the elementary school stud on the, on mm -hmm. the field yeah. be the same kid who's the middle school stud, who's the same kid who's the high school stud. Yeah. It just doesn't happen that way yeah. usually. You're right. So we have to keep continue to foster the love for the game and let them grow as their skills grow. And I'm not against doing training on the side, working with speed and conditioning coaches, those type of things, but we gotta mix it up a little bit. And we have to make sure that, that we're letting them have time to be a kid. Because yeah. a very real, and playing in pro sports, you hear this all the time, I knew guys that played pro sports, played for college, were miserable. Yeah, They hated the game, but they're like, yeah, but this is who I am. That's you interesting. Yeah. And that was, that's always hard to see. So we gotta think of those things too, is because we always think we're doing best for our kids that way, and, and maybe we're not. Um, the other thing I'll hear too is, hey, you know what, but, but the body's stronger for the stress you put on it. So I'm gonna have my kids start weights a little earlier. I'm not gonna give them those breaks because I want him to be really, really strong. And they're right. You know, your body does develop muscle and bone strength and ligament strength and things depending on the stress you put on it. However, it does that up to the point of failure, mm -hmm. yep. you know? Yep. And there is a point of failure and it's, you can't predict that in every person. So you have to listen to symptoms. This whole no pain, no gain thing, yeah. you have to be able to decide, hey, is this a pain that's going away? Is this a pain that's, you know, associated with swelling? Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. it's one thing to be a little sore in your legs. It's another thing to be limping. It's another yeah. thing to not be able to put weight on your foot, I've, you know? Yeah. And, and so this, this whole no pain, no gain thing, you have to be knowledgeable about what that means. And if you're unsure, it's always a good idea to contact your pediatrician, you know, talk to your orthopedic doctor. Right. Um, if you have a PT friend or you need to call a physical therapy office and say, hey, is this normal? Do you think this is something we need to have looked at? I encourage people to do that because we're not all trained in this. Right. And, and there's been times even as a PT where I'm like, I thought it was one thing and I'm like, ooh, guess what? I was a bad dad. I made a bad choice. You know, yeah. he was a little more injured than I thought. Right. And so even, even the people who are trained in it can make errors sometimes. Yeah. So it's really important to listen to your child and let them be comfortable talking to you about, hey, what hurts and what's not. Yeah. Because it's real easy to be like, you're fine. That's just part of sport. Right. And then we realize he's still limping. He's still in pain. Yep. Now there's tears. Now there's lack of participation or effort. And so 
I encourage people to listen to their children and then try to make as educated decisions as you can. If you're not sure, it's always good to get it checked out. I hear what you're saying. I, quick little thing. I, I did that with one of my sons, my oldest one. You know, we, we were at a karate tournament. Thought his leg. I thought he he kicked. He was, you know, kicked a guy, and we thought it was he. We thought he was just bruised, and so he limped around for six weeks. And I kind of, you know, it's like you're going to have to man up. You know, it's yeah. Took him to the doctor. Didn't really see anything. He said, I think he just bruised it really bad. Kept limping. Took him to Vanderbilt Hospital. Had it X-rayed. He broke it. Yeah. And here yeah. I'm, the father, telling him to man up. Yeah. And uh, he was the man. He yeah. was telling me, you know. And I just thought, uh, we're going to take a break. That's when I realized this has gone too far. I'm trying to live out my ambitions through him. So, yeah, it, it's. I hope our listeners, our parents, are listening to this just because you. I think you're just spot on with this. It, it, breaks are great for these kids. It doesn't require them, and I think it probably even makes them a better athlete physically if they can just take some time off. Mm-hmm. I, I think they'll come back stronger. They'll have more passion for whatever sport, whatever they're playing. Uh, it, it will just build all the way around strength and, and everything. So. Absolutely. And, and and doing cross training. I mean, that term has been around for a long time, but but getting your kids involved at a young age in different things. And, and mm-hmm. you know, and, and for my son, he's, his, his sport is really just football, yeah. but he does theater. He's done some dance. I mean, so he's doing other activities. Right. And for him, you know, especially with size 14 feet, I'm glad he <laughs> likes a little bit of dance because it's helping him with those clod hoppers of his. But, but, but doing different sports, and, and even if it's not an organized sport, right. getting out and, and, and just having, you know, get on your bike, ride your bike. Yeah. Get out and play with the family. Have little volleyball games in the backyard. Just mixing it up. And, and if you are in organized sports, or even if you're not, everything you do that's just a little bit different is helping with a different aspect of you being an athlete. So you're actually encouraging the, you know p- kids to, to right. be better athletes by different mm-hmm. types of play. I, I mean, you may yep. be a runner. And guess what? That's a linear athlete. You're, you're front to back. Right. Motion is all you're doing. And then you do play a little basketball. Now you got some lateral motion thrown in there and some plyometrics, some jumping and, and those type of things. So being in different sports encourages different aspects of not only strength, conditioning, balance, core, but also uh, it gives them a little bit of break mentally so they're not getting worn out on one sport. Yeah. It might be they're socializing with different kids in right. different types of sports. You know, for my son, I love it because he's got the football kids, he's got theater kids, he's yeah. got dance kids, he, you know, he's in band. And so all these different things, they, they're all hanging out with different kids he loves everything he does because he's not overdoing it in any one thing. You know, I, I've heard too that some basketball players make great wide receivers. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you say it all the time. Yeah. And, 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 and I'll remind people that all the time. You know, I think there's you're, you have less than one half percent to make it in the pros. Yeah. You know, as a as a youth athlete. Yeah. And so, but we all hear people say, "Boy, they're going to get scholarship." When you look at the stats of how many kids get scholarships yeah. and how many kids get to go to the pros, and I'm not saying you can't be working towards that. Right. But you're actually, you know, talking less about it and letting them have a little bit more play, you may be even be more beneficial. Right, right. You know, yeah. and keeping them in different types of sports. And you talk to, you know, the head Vander, or head, uh, head baseball coach of Vanderbilt, he talks all the time, he looks for athletes. Yeah. I know a lot of my coaches in the NFL, they talked about, man, you know how many years of college ball that guy played? Two. Yeah. He didn't touch a football until he was a couple of years into college. Yeah. But guess what? He was a heck of a track athlete. He was yeah. a heck of a basketball player. Yep. You know? And so people always think like, boy, you got to specialize because he's going to get left behind. Won't get left behind. I heard yeah. it all the time with my kid. Guys in the neighborhood like, your kid's going to be so far behind. I'm like, we'll see. Yeah. He, he may be. Yeah. I'm okay with that. Yeah. He's 10. <laughs> you know, it's all right. He's going to be all right. And, and, but, and again, and you do have to, I mean, my kid, and I don't mean to bring up my own personal experience too much, but, but you have to know your child. And, and that's a great so, point. You know, if, if your kid's a little bit less aggressive or those type of things, find another way to maybe get to building his skills, whether it's just going to the gym, 
and yeah. working with the trainer or having some play time with mom and dad. I mean, whatever it is, encourage it. And, and usually your kid will let you know where they want to go. You'll get to see how they're doing. You'll see how their body holds up with things. And you're actually doing them a favor because by, by giving them different types of skills, you're actually setting them up to be a better athlete. Yeah. Um, and in the long run, the career is going to end anyway. I mean, mine ended at 27 years old. You know, a lot of people in their senior year of high school, some of them in before that. Um, but the lessons from sport that you learn are huge. And, and so I think it's important for us to realize that, you know, eventually when this ends, you know, where's our, where did I leave my kid with his impression of sport and what did he take out of sport that's going to help him when it all ends? Because it's going to. Right. So it's right. so easy to get caught up in all of, all of, the, of the sports and, yeah. and, and, and I want my child to have an active, healthy life. But if he told me, hey, I'm done with football tomorrow, it's okay with it. And I'd be saying, hey, what's next, though? Yeah. You know, I want my kids active, but, but I don't want it to, to be that person who encourages too much too soon and actually shorten their career or leave him with health problems that, right. that he probably didn't need to have. This has been a great discussion. We'll wrap it up here. But I, I think what we're trying to let people know here is, is uh, just you bring up such a valid point with all the, the kids in that age group because we are seeing just the volume of injuries that are starting to happen with them we've seen it with our kids but i would also you you brought up something that's very important parents if you if you see your kids and they're they've either injured themselves or you see something that's not quite working don't push it come in see dave i mean come see a therapist come see a doctor come see somebody that will at least give you some information and don't push the child to go beyond that because it's just going to make matters worse. So Dave, I, I appreciate you being in on this today. This is uh, very enlightening. I hope that uh, our listeners will take this to heart because it's, it's, you, you said it best, it's an epidemic. And, and as we start to see sports evolving, do we want to see our, our kids uh, participate and compete uh, on a level that's, you know, not defeating to them, but they feel like they can contribute uh, but we've also got to be um, previous of the fact that it's like these these things can create injuries, and we just cannot continue to keep pushing them. Dave, tell us where you are in terms of just your your clinic and some of the people that you work with here. And yeah, yeah. So we've uh, we've been open um, since last April 30th. We have physical therapy. We also have occupational and hand therapy too. So we have uh, three um, occupational therapists, two of which are certified hand therapists. Um, and then we also have uh, a group of physical therapists here and physical therapy assistants that are trained in, in outpatient orthopedics, total joint replacement, replacement, excuse me, um, athletic injuries, post-operative care, spine injuries. So we really kind of see the gamut. We have two locations. Uh, the, the main location is on Williamson Medical Center's campus in Franklin, and that's at 3000 Edward Curd Lane. And then our second um, location for rehab services is at 1106 Elliston Way in Thompson Station, and that's in Suite 100, so on the first floor there. Okay. Um, then we have a couple of therapists down there too. So two locations, and we're growing. We got our eyes on, on growth this year, and, and the, that's the tough part about it. We have so many surgeons here and orthopedic uh, physicians and physician's assistants, and we only have two locations, so we're trying to get as many people in as we can, <laughs> but we need to grow obviously and we can't we're having a hard time handling all the volume that these docs crank yeah. out so we're definitely looking to grow but we want to do it the right way this year so hopefully we'll be uh we bringing a clinic maybe a little bit closer to some of you um in this next year well i'll honestly say we're here at your facility and it is beautiful it's state-of-the-art i'd encourage anybody if you have issues please come see dave and again i correct me if i'm wrong they they can come see you without a prescription right 
Yes, we do do direct access. So the state of Tennessee allows direct access. Okay. And so you can come in, do an evaluation. Obviously, if we see some of that time that warrants imaging or a follow-up with a doctor that's outside of our scope of practice, we always will do that immediately. Um, but yeah, you can always give a, give a call and see if we can't work in. We'd love to help you out. Okay, great. Dave, thank you for being here today and uh, have a great day. Thanks. Appreciate you. Thanks. You've been listening to High Performance Life with Chris Sperling. Listen each week and raise your level of performance in each area of your life. Thanks for listening.